New research from the New Zealand Council for Educational Research looks at what gives Māori and Pacifica students the best chance of success at school. Through four studies, the Conceptualising Māori and Pacifica Aspirations and Striving for Success, or COMPASS project, has identified critical factors that serve as important punga, or anchors, in the educational journeys of Akunga or students. Mohamed Alanzari, a senior lecturer, sorry, senior researcher at the New Zealand Council for Educational Research. Kia ora, Mohamed. Kia ora, Catherine. How are you? I'm well, thanks very much. This is a huge issue. Uh, obviously, for a long time, there's been a lot of mm. discussion about educational equity, and particularly in, in uh, outcomes and results. Oh. Was this um, a prompt to uh, undertake these studies? Yes, I'm glad you started that way, actually, Catherine, because one of the things that we've been talking heaps about is what does success for Māori as Māori mean? How do you move that forward? And we really wanted to contribute to that conversation in a different way. And instead of just getting people to think about success and how to conceptualise it, we also wanted to think about success anchors. It's the things that keep people going as they face challenging situations. And that was really the inception of the project. Um, this, this is a partnership project between us and the University of Auckland's Melinda Weber, actually. I think she's tuning in from Tamaki Makaura. Kia ora, Mel. And really, we wanted to look at success anchors for Māori, and that was kind of the, the, the background to it. We used the navigation as a metaphor that underpinned all of our work. And COMPASS, the acronym, just worked beautifully in our favour. Um, we wanted to think, if if Māori and Pacific, if we position them as navigators, where at times to uh, they know where they want to go, but the journey might not be straightforward. Sometimes they will have to sail through choppy seas. And it's important to think of the punga that will keep them going. When they're knocked down, what are the things that put them back up and right back on that journey to the safe lands or new lands where they wanted to go. What might these kind of punga and anchors look like? So we've done that in four studies where we asked um, just under 6,000 Māori and Pacific learners um, from across 102 English medium schools across the country. We've asked 360 Pacific family members from across the Pacific Islands and 311 Māori kaiako about what is it that they do also that makes a positive difference to their, to, to their learners. One of the things that we started with and uh, in, in, in this research is looking at kids who we were able to identify as striving, thriving and flourishing across educational settings, whether it's primary and class or, or, or secondary. One of the first anchors that we really managed to pin down is how important it is for, for us to nourish kids' motivation and engagement in schools. Māori and Pacific learners told us that they go to school because of the personal joy and satisfaction that they get from learning. They also are motivated to get the good grades because they want to move on to the next best thing. And they were motivated because they wanted to make their families proud. Their success is their families and their hard work is a reflection on their, their families as well. The nice thing or a fantastic finding that we concluded, I should say, um, that we we're able to see in the data is that those kids who report high levels of motivation and engagement also report the highest levels of achievement. They report feeling efficacious. They can get the work done academically. They are extremely res resilient. They're able to name more people and role models, both in and out of school, who not just uh, tell them about success, but they, they embody success for them. 
And those kids in particular report the highest levels of pride, whether it's pride in their own culture or others feeling proud of their culture as well. So in a way, that those motivation and engagement uh, attitudes um, have a strong influence on how kids learn in the classroom, but also how they develop their um, language, their identity and culture. And so it really connects what happens in school and out of school. Um, Marine Pacific kids also spoke about their role models and how they embody success for them. They spoke deeply about, and that's the second punga that we found actually, they spoke about how it was really great to have a mentor or a support person who make them think about their own aspirations. It's those people who the kid would sit and say, hang on, that person is like me. They've gone through a similar life to the, like the one that I'm going through right now. If they can do it, so can I. And those people really acted as a bridge between what happens at home and what happens in school, because they would have conversations that are academic, conversations that are social, and then just conversations about life more broadly. They truly served as the backbone, uh, the resilient kind of backbone to kids when things didn't go well. And that was really, really awesome to see. Um, Pacific families in the research, were really positive and they really wanted teachers to believe in their kids' abilities. They wanted the teachers to set high expectations, set good goals to challenge their um, Pacific children, um, be straight up about what's good and what could be improved. But also they wanted more information about how could they contribute further to the child's learning at home, particularly because they can also have conversations with their children about their aspirations, their futures, where they want to go, and how to just get them talking about these things from an early age. Pacific families also spoke about they get information from schools about the kids' learning, but it's not always translated into, right, what does this mean for me as a parent? And so one of the things that we argued for in this research is that homeschool partnerships that are built around high expectations and a collective vision for our Congo and their communities must have also good information that tells parents clearly about the aspirations of the child, where they need to go, and how to make sure that they can also contribute to that development. There was actually this nice quote from a Pacific um, family in our research where they said, I need the teacher to remember that it takes a village to raise my child and that they are part of that village. They have the role and they have their responsibility alongside each one of us, which I thought was beautiful. And it reshift and re- makes us rethink about how we position school alongside kids, families and lives out of school. And that was really lovely to see. Um, the other thing that teachers have spoke about is the importance of using kids' ethnic backgrounds, cultural diversity as a resource in teaching. They often stopped and asked themselves, when I'm teaching a new lesson, can I see my students reflected in that lesson? Am I using examples from their cultural heritage? Am I asking them to bring examples from their lives? Or is it just about me and just my single view on what should be done? They really stopped and thought twice about um, what, what what do my kids want to achieve? What are their aspirations? And then develop something that builds on that because relevance is important. And especially because we said one of the important punga is kids' motivation. 
teacher stopped and thought about what, how could I tell the child that this is important for their future? And that will also help them give back to the same communities that raised them. And so we've done all of this work in four interconnected studies that I hope will tell parents, teachers, and other educators more about those important punga in the life of a child that help them navigate through schooling. It makes so much sense. It, mm. it actually affirms work that others have done in the past. Um, it, it just makes so much sense. But drawing it together this way and having uh, the voices and insights, you know, not, not taking, as you say, this academic approach and mm. you writing it and handing it over, but actually having the voices uh, of all parties brought into it adds to its power. Let's just recap on some of the... The biggies. The, and we've heard this before. Mm. We've heard this in interviews That's before right. with um, principals in particular and, 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 and clued up teachers. The link to home, absolutely pivotal. Mm. And um, right. the embrace of it as part of schooling as and education as part of one whole. I mean, ideally you'd want that for every child, but mm. uh, for certain communities, it is just absolutely indivisible and essential. The link mm. to values and aspirations I find really important as well, because again, that's where a risk, there's a risk that the majority's values or the school's values or the teacher's values underpin what happens. The mm. motivation happens when the connection happens with the, with the child and their family's values and their community's values, right? And also with mm-hmm. their aspirations. And again, it's just so easy to impose subtly, unconsciously, impose one's own values and aspirations. Mm. That's the right. real That's power right. comes when it, it is the recognition of the student's own values and aspirations. Mm. That's when you get the motivation. Um, That's right. And, and again, it's sort of, it sounds very intuitive, it sounds very logical, but to see it set out just you know, adds to its power. How does it translate to action, Muhammad? Yep. Um, that's exactly what you said, um, Catherine, in the sense that we kind of knew about all of these things, um, but it was quite nice to get this large set of data um, or evidence that affirms to us that it's not just intuition, there's evidence behind this. You know, and so that's pretty cool. One of the things that we talk about in the research, particularly in the fourth study, actually the third and the fourth study, about what makes a positive difference for Akunga Māori and Pacific Akunga is examples of practice. Um, Parents and teachers alike have provided a great deal of examples um, that they do or they want the teachers to do more of to, to, to kind of get into that kind of stuff. And a lot of it actually falls down on building good relationships and thinking carefully about how do we both bring something to that relationship. Teachers, for example, in the research spoke about spending time before getting into the learning stuff or you know, teaching the subject, getting, getting to know the person, um, getting to know their aspirations, why are they there in their class, what do they want to achieve and then building something around that. And then teachers spoke carefully about how do they structure their communication in the class to to remind themselves to say every now and then, 
This is important because you will make use of this in the future that way. This is important to pay attention to because A, B, and C. So they became extremely explicit in articulating the relevance of the teaching concepts in, in, in the subject that they're teaching that will connect nicely to the kids' aspirations. That does require more work, yes. and it does require the teachers to start by saying, right, this is my teaching knowledge and this is my expertise, but I need to marry it with my learner's expertise and learner's experience and the aspiration that they've got. Because as soon as you have that disjoint or mismatch between what the teachers think that they want to get out and what the learners want to get out, you, you lost you lost them before you started the class. Well, you can get what and you so, want for them to be crafty and sly. If your aspiration <laughs> is you see this, this student, you think you should be going to medical school or you should be going to higher education. Mm. That's a wonderful aspiration for you to have. But if you start <laughs> with where they're at, you can get them on the pathway that makes that possible. Because as you say, all roads all roads lead back to motivation. Right. Why am I doing this? And the picture can get bigger and broader as the student goes along. But this is about mm. what gets them engaged at the outset. The other thing I like, we, we talk a lot about individualised learning, and I want to be conscious again of the tremendous workloads on teachers and the endless mm. demands on teachers. But if there's some shortcuts here to success, right, and, and engage yeah. the motivated student is a great starting point, um, there's the, I really like the way you talk about individualizing and then reinforcing with the individual student the why, because that mm. is just constantly reinforcing their motivation, being very specific. I know you, I know what you want out of your learning or think you want out of your learning. And if I can keep hitting that marker with you, it is a reason to concentrate on what we're doing right now, or it's a reason it's, it's to all, push yourself a bit right. further right now. That's exactly right. It's all about understanding the baseline and understanding the learners that you're working with. Because once you understand who do you have in the class, you know how to pitch it. You know where do you start from. And as soon as you know that piece of information, it would actually make sure that everyone is on the same page as you and you're able to provide that level of appropriate and realistic kind of challenge. We talk about high expectations, but really it's realistically high expectations rather than misplaced ones, you know. Um, on, on, on the topic of career, Catherine, as well, one of the findings that we've got in, in the study is that it didn't matter as much whether kids told us they wanted to go to a polytechnic or two, three, or any other post-secondary options, it was more worrying when the children said, I don't know what I want. And the, the, as soon as, the, for the kids who said, I don't know what I want, their outcomes was worse. And exactly. so we didn't find a lot of differences between tertiary and not. And to me, that basically says, as long as we ensure that we can provide a future support, kids achieve that aspiration, whatever it might look like. So let's not restrict it for them. And it's all about having those conversations about what it is that you want to do and how can we build an experience that enables those doorways, not dead ends, to occur in our schools, you know? Those aspirations will change over a student's life. Of course they will. They do for all of oh, us. Absolutely. What you're looking yeah. for is the hook at a given point in time to get them motivated right. and to give meaning to what you're asking them to do. The other word I wrote mm. down here, and I'm not sure if you used it, is validation. And that has come out through mm. everything you've said, including using children's own backgrounds, students' own backgrounds as a resource when you're building in examples or you're building in exercises. Again, mm. that is subconscious, right? But mm -hmm. it is a subconscious validation of who they are and where they come from. And, you know, again, the, the tendency or the starting point for someone in designing an exercise or an example might be to start with their own experience. This is about doing that mahi of saying no, 
who am I wanting to reinforce today? Who am I wanting to recognise today? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure good teachers are, 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 you know, are already doing this, but it just, it, it just makes so much sense, along with having role models, people just like oh, me. That, that is so potent and powerful. I'm more, I'm often, that's the thing. I always tell my colleagues, I am not concerned whether the role model is a teacher, parent, or a friend. I am more concerned if a child doesn't have a role model. How could they go through schools and enjoy life without having people they look up to? And I think to me, that's key for us to keep having those conversations, to share information about the child and ask, do they have someone they look up to? Do they have someone to go to when when, when life is hard? Because this is the true test. It's not just about having great trajectory. It's about having the resilience when things don't go well and things don't go well for all of us. I mean, even in our ground lives, things sometimes don't go well. So do they have that backbone? And students actually in in our second study about role models have spoken um, heaps and heaps about exactly what you said. The role model provides that validation that their life choices are valid, that their experiences are valid, and therefore they can draw this, they can carve out a path or a future for them. So I, yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you basically, Catherine. (laughs) It's a good point about role models though, because we often think, let's get in the top athlete, let's get in the top business person, let's get in the top Mm. scientist who um, comes from a background of these kids and that's their role model. What you're talking about is actually let's get in the person who's overcome, the person who's been through a hard time, the person who's going through a hard time as the role model as well. Um, Mm. Because I'm thinking of Carol Dweck's, you know, groundbreaking work. You don't go to a kid and say, oh, you're brilliant, you're talented, you're this or that. That's not what Mm. you're wanting them to become as learners. Um, Sort of, Mm. that's what makes them avoid avoid failure. You're wanting to build persistence and tenacity and and the ability to overcome. It's fascinating, Mohammed, yes. and it's a very rich mm. work. Thank you. Thank you so much, Catherine. I'm 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 um, I'm looking forward to more work in this space, and 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 if people can start thinking of more punga than the ones that we found, that would have met that would have hit the mark for us. Can you is this this publicly available if people want to see? this work yes so so i am super excited that this has been released about a couple of weeks ago and it's available on the nzcr website and i provided a link to the onz page as well and i'm more than happy to share it around it's already up it's there on the nine to noon mm-hmm. page thank you mohammed mohammed al-azari